This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA Media. I wish, in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. The Chinese-owned app could be giving American data to the Chinese government. NBC News correspondent Savannah Sellers has the latest. There are more than 150 million Americans on TikTok. Ahead of an expected grilling on Capitol Hill, TikTok CEO Sho Chu using the platform to directly appeal to its millions of viewers. Some politicians have started talking about banning... In prepared remarks, Chu plans to highlight TikTok's massive reach while also addressing concerns about safety and security, saying TikTok will firewall protected U.S. user data from unauthorized foreign access and will not be manipulated by any government. On Wednesday, TikTok creators descending on the Capitol, flown in by the company. They flew us first class. To explain what a potential ban could mean for them and other users. Tell me what it would mean if TikTok went away for you, for your life. Well, I'd be so sad if that went away. And I hope it don't happen. At issue, TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, and its ties to China. Some critics fear the Chinese government might get access to user data or use the app to spread misinformation. Today's hearing comes amid the backdrop of the Biden administration's recent ultimatum to ByteDance, sell its stake in TikTok or face a U.S. ban, and a Justice Department investigation into a claim the company illegally surveilled journalists, for which TikTok says three employees have been fired. We need to ask some questions. I don't trust what they've been telling us. For Jason Linton, whose videos on adoption and foster care have nearly 13 million followers. It's changed his life. TikTok has built us a community that we can share so much of those emotions, so much of those moments, so much of the pains. We can share it and we can just encourage one another. For me, the most interesting thing is the privacy issue in that uh, one of the things that came out in this testimony is that TikTok is on 150 million phones. Uh, that's a lot of data. Uh, and as somebody, you know, the number one thing I worked on at Facebook was internal data access controls. That was hard enough without my employees being under the physical control of the People's Republic of China. And so, you know, most of TikTok's code comes from Beijing. It's extremely difficult for them to give any kind of guarantee as to the safety of U.S. data as long as that's happening. And so Chu, Mr. Chu, the CEO of TikTok, has said, not only do we not give data to the Chinese government, the Chinese government has never asked us for the data. Do you believe him when he says that? I don't. So first, we already have proof that Chinese employees of ByteDance were able to access TikTok's data to find out information about a journalist who was writing critical stories about TikTok, right? So there was already an example of that. Now, that's not necessarily driven by the government, but the exact same functionality that would allow them to get in there. The other issue he's going to have is that over the last couple of years, we've seen a massive crackdown on tech companies in China. Uh, President Xi is the most powerful 
uh, premier and general secretary of the Chinese Communist Party since Mao. Um, he is, has a third term, which has not happened since Mao, uh, and he has been consolidating power. And in doing so, he has put really powerful tech CEOs in jail. Um, for Jack Ma of Alibaba, right now, as we speak, the largest tech banker in China has disappeared. Nobody knows where he is. And so it, it's very difficult for them to make the argument in a situation where that kind of power has been demonstrated by the Chinese security services, that they would be able to resist any requests from the Chinese government. So Attack having 100 million Americans data, what does that mean? What could they do with it that could be harmful? Right. So when you think about Chinese surveillance, you have to look at the big picture. And what the Chinese intelligence services have gotten really good at is taking big chunks of data about Americans and then putting them together in useful ways. So they broke into Experian and they stole all this data on Americans' credit profiles. They broke into Anthem, one of the largest health care providers, including health care to the U.S. government employees. Um, they broke into the Sabre system, which is the, uh, has uh, hotel reservations, I'm sorry, uh, airplane reservations. They broke into Starwood to get the passports of people who are staying in hotels around the world. And then they broke into the Office of Personnel Management and stole the classification records of over 20 million American employees with uh, U.S. employees with clearances. You put all that together and you can build kind of knowledge about the entire life of these people who work in classified positions. Um, and that is an incredibly powerful functionality when you have it all together. And so TikTok by itself, yes, that data is probably not incredibly valuable. But when you combine it with all of this other of these other things, and they have not stopped in that hacking campaign. They continue to go after large holders of data on uh, American citizens. When you put that all together, there's a huge number of questions that their intelligence services are able to answer when they have them about American citizens, perhaps for counterintelligence purposes, um, but also to understand what's going on in America uh, and to, you know, possibly in the long run to, to manipulate political sentiment, um, uh, which is one of the bigger concerns about TikTok these days. There are a whole bunch of experts who have pointed out, okay, you want to ban TikTok? Do that. Go ahead. It's no longer available in the United States of America, but there are a whole bunch of other companies, there are a whole bunch of other apps that are effectively doing the same thing. That's right. Yeah, it, this is the funny thing, is we don't really have a law in the United States that controls what data can you move to China. Um, we do not have a privacy law in the United States. The rest of the developed world has come up with federal privacy laws or uh, privacy laws that control what can you do with data, where can it go, who can access it. Um, and so I think that is the missed opportunity here, is yes, we can squish TikTok and you know everybody can pat each other on the back for this bipartisan consensus. But in the end, there are hundreds of Chinese games, mobile apps, um, discussion forums, social media apps. There are dozens and dozens of potential TikToks out there. And just destroying TikTok does nothing to set a standard for how do we want companies to deal with data. So I think, yes, let's talk about TikTok, but let's use it as an example, example of why we need a federal privacy law to control the behavior of both American and Chinese companies. The greatest existential threat this nation's ever faced, the Chinese Communist Party. This is unrestricted warfare. And today we're going to be breaking down um, the interlocking and interconnecting aspects of uh, big tech and, uh, and big finance and, of course, the national security state and why no one's doing anything about it. There's a hearing today up on my Getter page right now. We're going to run a simultaneously a simultaneous run by uh, uh, Grace and Mo and Jane Zirkel uh, of the TikTok hearing. We've also got our own Natalie Winters. She's focused on it to do polls for us. Uh, that's how important this is to get to the bottom of all this. By the way, breaking news looks like the Manhattan surprise. Wait for it, Manhattan DAs, uh, and I hate taking any time on this. 
not meeting today, and the grand jury will meet next week. Uh, we'll have more d- details on that later in the show. So that's off the table for right now. Um, as 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 the vultures swarm and everything else. Remember, the only way their last best hope is to try to stop Trump uh, with prison. Not going to work. Okay, MAGA ascended. Just remember that MAGA ascended. One of the reasons this, you know, they never wanted this day to come. The CCP and half the people you're going to see, you know, running for. Oh yeah, we got to get rid of TikTok. I've either been on the payroll or in association with the CCP. Had this group last night, the Hill and Valley Group. Uh, met, you know, from p- people from Capitol Hill and Peter Thiel was there. It's all fine. But, you know, one-third of these companies in Silicon Valley Bank uh, were CCP companies. And Sequoia Capital is all over. Sequoia Capital is the biggest player in Silicon Valley, and they are a total front for the Chinese Communist Party. Let me repeat that. They're a total front for the Chinese Communist Party. It is this bacillus is in our financial system. It's one of the reasons Silicon Valley Bank got bailed out. Oh, by the way, just a note, and we'll talk about this later when Cortez comes on at 11. Uh, Bank of England uh, has notified us that they warned the Fed about Silicon Valley Bank hmm, over a year ago, the potential insolvency of Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, that thing is a festering sore, and we're going to get all the pus out of it so that the people that are underwriting the bailout, that would be you, the American taxpayer and MAGA, Get a full uh, a full frontal, as we say, um, Doctor Peter Navarro. First off, I want to give your assessment. You you and I fought this one from day one, right? With all the collabor- all the CCP collaborators in the White yeah. House and the in the administration. Yes, there were these 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 Wall Street guys were the worst. In the book um, by Josh Rogan called "Chaos Under Heaven: The War Between She and President Trump About the uh, the, uh, the uh, War." Peter Navarro, Peter Navarro and I were proudly in the Superhawks, which don't believe the Chinese Communist Party is a legitimate uh, government of the Chinese people. That, that makes us different. Ain't never happened in American history you've had a group of officials in the White House to do this and to say, no, you can't be a hardliner, you can't be a realist, you can't be accommodationist. That's all not going to work. This is not about competition. They're not a peer competitor. They're a mortal enemy to the Chinese people, and we put them in place. We put them in place. It was the communists in the State Department, in the Defense Department, in the War Department, all of them, that put these guys in place after the end of World War II, after the Lao Beijing had 35 million dead uh, fighting the Japanese or fighting each other because uh, Chiang Kai-shek and Mao spent more time fighting each other. General Stilwell tried to get them to fight the Japanese. Um, Peter, I want your thoughts on TikTok, why this is so big, sure. because it cuts to the heart. Sure. Of this, of of the money coming through, and they're making money hand over fist. By the way, just understand this: 150 million Americans. Now, th- that is half the nation, almost half the nation. And trust me, it's 90 percent of the nation under 35 years old. Matt Gates told me in this very room you're sitting here back in July that uh, that the hundred seats for 100 years was not going to happen because we were going to lose 25 or 30 seats by a thousand votes. Because of TikTok, because of TikTok on the college campuses. He called it back in July. This has been a weapon for the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, Peter Navarro, your thoughts? Steve, is, as, as many TikTok subscribers as you had, we could have at least strangled that teenager in its crib back in the Trump administration. Um, I actually wrote extensively in the Taking Back Trump's America book a whole chapter on my TikTok moment, it was one of my biggest failures in the White House. It started, I don't know if you know this, Steve, but the whole ban on TikTok thing started 
with Indra Modi in India when China invaded India, Modi had the courage to ban every single Chinese app. So, like, the next Big day, time. the boss goes, wow, okay. And it set in motion a thing, and I got very involved with the National Security Council writing the executive order that would have done it. And uh, sure enough, uh, Larry Kudlow, Larry Kudlow, yes, and Steve Mnuchin uh, basically talked the boss out of doing it um, at the time. And, we, you know, that, that again, and I, I reprise that in the, the podcast and, and Substack this week in an episode. People can read that. Uh, you know, the punchline is there's just a, a, a dizzying array of economic and national security threats posed by these Chinese apps. If we had had the, the, the courage uh, at the time when I was in the White House to ban all Chinese apps, yep. that would have been a great blow against no. the evil CCP. Modi, 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 Modi is a Modi. It, yeah, Modi is a real ally. This guy gets yeah. it. People that trash talk the Indians and trash talk uh, and trash talk uh, Modi. Well, they've been invaded it. twice, Steve. Perfect, let's, but, yeah, let's not forget yes. communist China invaded uh, India twice, uh, and the first time they grabbed a significant portion. Um, of Indian territory that they're still hanging on to. So there's, there's a lot of animus between the two. I mean, they're, they're a billion plus each. We need to pull okay? down. We need, we need to yeah. pull down. We need to pull down all these CCP, all these CCP oriented apps need to be pulled down. Okay. Starting with TikTok. Yeah. It's going it, you can't sell it, crush it, pull it. Okay. It's real quick. Thing, uh, I'm going to keep you through the break. I know you got a punch. Yeah. Uh, about another uh, collaborator, Elon Musk. Yeah. Elon Musk is a is is in bed up to his neck with the Chinese Communist Party. Tell me about the New York Times, Elon Musk, and Peter Navarro this week. <clears throat> yeah, the way New York Times works, they do propaganda. They had a lead editorial that basically says, go soft on China. I took him to task in yesterday's podcast in the Substack. I put it up on Getter and Twitter and True Social, and I checked last night, and Twitter had, had erased it, totally canceled it. So, Elon Musk, you still got your friggin' bots there working on words that they, they basically, anything against the CCP um, or even the New York Times, apparently, uh, they okay. cleanse, and that's got to stop. Uh, PeterNavarro.substack.com. PeterNavarro.substack.com. I'll hang on, Steve, if you want. Uh, no, Peter, you can bunch. We got it. I'll, I'll, I'll do a diatribe on this. I want to say you're t the only two individuals in the history of this republic fully sanctioned by the Chinese Communist Party and held in contempt by criminal contempt by Congress. Peter Navarro, honored to have you on here, brother. Short break. Back in a moment. Buy gold and get a free safe to store it in. That's right. On qualifying purchases from Birch Gold Group now through March 31st, they'll ship a free safe directly to your door. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free safe. Here's the deal. The Fed keeps raising rates because it's the only tool they have to keep inflation under control. And guess what? It's not working. You can't spend your way out of inflation. You've seen the impact on the stock market. You've seen the impact on your savings. Hedge inflation by owning gold. Let me repeat that. Hedge inflation by owning gold. Whether physical gold and silver in your own safe or through an IRA in precious metals, where you can hold real gold and silver in a tax 
sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 for your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free home safe by March 31st on qualifying purchases. Again, text Bannon to 989898. I'm going to start with OpenAI because OpenAI was founded in part out of a fear that artificial general intelligence or sort of superhuman intelligence shouldn't be in the hands of any one company and was perhaps coming faster than we think. Like, it's coming soon enough and it's a big enough deal that I think we need to think right now about how we want this deployed, um, how everyone gets to benefit from it, how we're going to govern it, uh, how we're going to make it safe and sort of good for humanity. But you do believe that AI can supersede human intelligence? I believe it absolutely well. There's a big debate about timeframes. I think it takes like unique human arrogance to believe that uh, AI cannot supersede humans. But what about that scares you? So many things, right? Like, this is like, you know, what does it mean to build something that is more capable than ourselves? Like, what does that say about our humanity? What's that world going to look like? What's our place in that world? I sort of think about it as there's one ESCA where we are at the tip where it's now about deployment, diffusion, mainstream. The internet maybe took 30 years, uh, maybe the cloud and mobile took 15 years, and now I think we're talking months. We think of both the unintended consequences and the benefits both being something that we harness. We started the work with OpenAI, I would say, three and a half years ago, uh, when we started building the AI supercomputer in Azure to train these large models. And when you look at GPT-3 to 3.5 to what's coming, these are non-linear developments. So they're showing emergent capability. The unveiling of the first instance of GPT-4 outside of OpenAI was actually to you. Because we're just at the start of this, you could almost call it a mania like the internet mania. So I think education is the most interesting application. I think health is the second most interesting. I, I think over the next you know, five to 10 years, uh, we will think of learning and how you can be helped in your learning in a very different way than just looking at material. Do you think AGI eventually subsumes us? Are we, is, is biology just a bootloader for a future machine intelligence? S certainly the future will be like, and, and what humans do and how we spend our time and you know what is made available to us will be really quite different. But that's been the case for a kind of like life before and after every technological revolution in history, which I think means some version of emerge, at least for some of us. I do suspect that even if we think like the merge is good and a lot of people are going to do that really long term, there will be many people who don't want to. I think human drives will sort of be remarkably the same as they have been for tens of thousands of years. And there will be like, I don't know, maybe it's like an exclusion zone or something where if you want to like, you know, live the like no AGI life on Earth, you do that. People should be happy that we're a little bit scared of this. I think people should be You're happy. a little bit scared. A little bit. Yeah, you personally. Course. I think if I said I were not, you should either not trust me or be very unhappy I'm in this job. So what is the worst possible outcome? There's like a set of very bad outcomes. One thing I'm particularly worried about is that these models uh, could be used for uh, large-scale disinformation. I am worried that these systems, now that they're getting better at writing computer code, could be used for offensive cyber attacks. Would you push a button to stop this if it meant 
there was a 5% chance it would be the end of the world. I would push a button to slow it down. And in fact, I think we will need to figure out ways to slow down this technology over time. Okay, Joe Allen. <clears throat> Joe, what have we just uh, seen there? Walk me through this, because this is inextricably linked with the... Um the Chinese Communist Party and the Chinese Communist Party now pushed to become a hegemon um, because we're in it now. And this is one of the substrates that people have to understand as we um, as we get drawn into this potential kinetic war, the, the, the inextricably linked nature of artificial intelligence and where we're going on an arms race on artificial intelligence even as we speak. Joe Allen. Steve, I think you hit it there with the AI arms race and what you're seeing, uh, all of these people that we saw, Satya Nadella, Bill Gates, and of course, Sam Altman are involved in OpenAI, uh, GPT, Satya Nadella as CEO of Microsoft. He's kind of the face of this. Uh, he's maybe a little bit more subdued, but what he's talking about is a total transformation of the technological landscape. And then you have Bill Gates talking about how AI will transform education, meaning that it will transform the way the younger generation thinks. And I, as I said uh, two days ago, I really do think that as begin with these AIs regularly, AI will prove to be perhaps the most powerful brainwashing tool ever deployed. Maybe most importantly, though, Steve, Sam Altman, who has long talked like this, Sam Altman, who's the brains behind this, right? He's, he's the guy overseeing the artificial intelligence development at OpenAI. Sam Altman is talking about this in terms of creating an artificial general intelligence, meaning that instead of just being a language model, the ultimate goal is to glue together all sorts of different capacities and create something like a human brain, only that human brain would be, or that, that human-like digital brain would be far outpacing human beings. And that's, again, how he thinks of it, how he speaks of it. And like his compadre, Elon Musk, we heard him there in the fireside chat, and that was just a couple of months ago, talking about that you have to, people will basically have to merge with AI in order to keep it under control. And we all know what Elon Musk's version of that looks like with a brain trode connecting you to AI. And maybe most strikingly, it, it kind of, you know, there was a lot there. Most strikingly, Sam Altman talked about how for those humans who don't want to merge with AI, perhaps there would be some kind of exclusionary zone. Some, you know, basically, uh, human beings who want to remain normal human beings will have to remain outside of the thrust of history. And, you know, you, you talked about China and how this AI, uh, this AI arms race is international. China is also working towards artificial general intelligence. That's true of Baidu. Oh, big time, that's true big of time. Tencent. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and many others. This big is an time. international AI arms race. This is uh, an intranational bite dance. This is, yeah. The um, this is why this thing on TikTok today is because remember, 150 million uh, citizens of your country download this, and not just the data; it's also what they're pouring into into the minds of of, of these kids. 
Here's the problem with the AI and the artificial. I just want to keep reminding people. We're in the first 100 days of this since the launch in Davos, which caught all the world's elite by surprise with chat GPT. What was it? Version 3? That was version 3. They've released just version 4 and they got version 5 ready to go. 3.5. We're within 100 days, folks. 100 days. I want to go back. Remember, uh, Einstein sent the letter to FDR, I think, in the late 1930s. Maybe it might have been 1940. I think late 1930s for the atomic bomb. We had the atomic bomb, then the hydrogen bomb. Remember, that overwhelmed the peaceful use of nuclear power. Atomic bomb, hydrogen bomb, when that got leaked to the Russians, they became a peer militarily. Then you had the space race with the ability to rocketry and delivery systems, but also to get the high ground for satellites. Then you've had the bioweapons. That's the fourth big one, the bioweapons. You saw the gain of function with the bioweapons labs all over the world, of which nobody wants to talk about. Artificial intelligence. Here, here's the problem trying to contain it and trying to regulate it and trying to say, hey, do you have exclusionary zones? What, can, it be, can we restrict it from use with children? Uh, you know, ha, ha, what are the societal impacts? Because it's overwhelming even the structures and systems of government that kind of move in a certain pace. But here's what you've got. And write this down. You've got a massive arms race already to have total dominance of this technology. And that is happening in labs in China. It's happening in labs in Korea, both North and South, Eastern Europe, Russia, all over the place, Western Europe and the United States of America. There's an arms race, and that's going to mean it's going to get out of control. You're not going to be able to control it. Not going to be able to control it. You're not going to be able to have, I mean, we don't, we barely, we don't even control biological weapons. The Biological Weapons Treaty is a joke as you saw from the Wuhan lab. Um, this is of the highest import, Joe. We've talked about this for a couple of years, and I just want to tell people I'm pretty good at seeing how pa- a pattern recognition. This thing, Joe, and, and it, we haven't even gotten back to the other sectors, the virgins on the, on the singularity. They are decades and decades ahead of where people thought they would be. Is that correct, Joe Allen? You, you agree with that thesis that, you know, where people talked about, oh, this is going to take place in 40 or 50 years. We ain't looking at a 40 or 50-year horizon anymore, are we, sir? You know, Steve, it, it, there's so much argument about it. I, I'm not as comfortable as, like, Ray Kurzweil, who says that 2045 is the date we can expect to see the singularity. Uh, I, you know, this is a combination of them keeping back technologies from public awareness that we can only imagine. And then they're also projecting power so that they can appear to be as powerful as possible to their competitors. But I will say this, you know, Bill Gates in his latest blog blog post, the age of AI has begun. He talks about super intelligence, which is something that he rarely discusses to my awareness. And he said in his post, super intelligent AIs are in our future. Compared to a computer, our brains operate as a, at a snail's pace. Once developers can generalize a learning algorithm and run it at the speed of a computer, we will have an incredibly powerful AGI. And he talks about it in terms of 10 years to a century. He's probably, probably uh, less uh, confident than I am on a date, but I, I will say this without a doubt. This is what these people are driving for. This is where they want yes. our civilization focused. Yes. Yes. Okay, hang on. I'm going to keep you, uh, Joe. 
going to take a short break. Uh, we got some housekeeping to do with some of our prominent contributors. We're going to tell us things that are going on from Arizona to Texas to Capitol Hill today. Moms for Liberty are testifying. Brandon Shorewater's got a big event that's going to happen tonight in Dallas. We've got, of course, Todd Woods in the group out in Colorado Springs tomorrow night. And we've got Caroline Wren to talk about this quite fascinating turn of events in the Arizona's governor's race. With Joe Allen, all next, only in the war room. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters, sq.com. And download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. Okay, we're going to get to more of the capital markets of finance. Uh, we're doing technology, uh, the first thing, and about how it impacts your life. Um, make sure you go to um, birchgold.com slash bandit. You've got to get the three-part series, including the debt trap. Russ Vogt's going to be on tomorrow. The um, prioritization of payments, which is the, the issue we've been pushing here, never to default on the government, and not raise the debt ceiling one penny. Remember, here's what the worm is. The worm, we're the dead-enders. Right, We have to drive the stake in the ground and force people to come to us. That's the way you get change in this country. Okay, And I realize we're a little hardcore sometimes, but that's just the way it's got to be. This is massively important because you are the chairman of the creditors committee of this. You are the full faith and credit of the United States of America on your shoulders. Okay, the little guy. Make sure, and, and by the way, if you're, if you're particularly in a fixed income, yesterday... What the Fed did, and they're all, you know, Ackman and these guys are going crazy. We'll talk about this at 11. Ackman are going crazy. They, they raised it 25 basis points, right? That is, to me, the surrender. They don't really care about the inflation. They don't care about the inflation. They, they came out on the side of capital, not on the side of the wage earners. They do not care if this burning dumpster fire continues to burn. And that is the central issue, is how you put out the dumpster fire without taking down the banking system. First step in that, you've got to stop the spending because the spending leads to the dumpster fire um, uh, inflation that crushes the bonds, therefore gives you the Biden banks, the new the Hoovervilles of the 21st century. Make sure you go to birchgold.com slash Bannon to get the three installments, including the debt ceiling, and free information kits 
on thinking about you for either for your retirement account and or just you know for an investment opportunity to look and immerse yourself in information just immerse yourself in information you got to understand this you got to have a range of alternatives this could be one just check it out um Brandon Showwater People are going to say, Bannon, why are you following Joe Allen's here? Why are you following Joe Allen and all this artificial intelligence and singularity and genetic engineering and CRISPR and, uh, you know, robotics, uh, uh, generative robotics, all of this? You keep talking about the singularity. You got Homo sapiens on this side and you got Homo sapien plus on the other side. Why are you confusing me by bringing Brandon Showwater in? What is the connective tissue, sir? about the crusade you've led in this country about this issue of uh, gender assignment and, uh, and, and transhumanism. Brandon Showwater from the Christian Post. Well, very simply, Steve, transgenderism is transhumanism. And I write about this with my co-author in our new book, um, uh, Exposing the Gender Lie. Uh, this we, we write about this with, um, we talk about how the transgenderism is the on-ramp to transhumanism, because think about it. Would we have thought that, uh, you know, 20 years ago, they would be giving children blockers to halt their natural normal puberty and then put on cross-sex hormones in pursuit of a physical impossibility? Would we have thought that would have been a thing? Well, it is no coincidence that one of the main leaders in this movement, who himself claims to be trans, uh, (laughs) we... (laughs) Martin Rothblatt, and he's actually got a tech cult called TerraSim, where they live for, you know, forever in biostasis, cybernetic biostasis, as Joe was referring to earlier. So this would have been inconceivable just just a, a few years ago, but this is where this all goes. And I know that to many people, and believe me, I've felt this myself, that, oh, this is just tinfoil hat, conspiracy theory, you know, crazy talk. But like, no, think about it. Like, Today, we're seeing young people have, you know, girls as young as 13 have their breasts surgically removed. We're seeing children being put on Lupron, which is a cancer drug. The pediatric version is only approved for precocious puberty. These medical atrocities are happening in pursuit of this false vision of the human person. This is a flawed anthropology that we can somehow make the human being a new thing that it has never designed or meant to be. And so if it sounds crazy, well, that seems to be precisely the point. Transgenderism is transhumanism, and it's all a lie. And by the way, underlying both of it is money and power, okay? There is yes. so much money to be made in both of these. This is, this is, you see this in Tennessee in these situations, these situations you're seeing right now where the medical profession is, uh, is, is throwing away the Hippocratic Oath because there's so much money to be made. Don't forget that. Brandon, you've got an incredible event tonight. We're gonna actually going to have it, Mo and uh, Grace and, and Jane, we're going to be live streaming it on War Room and my site. Uh, give us the details of it. Where is it going to be? Uh, who's going to be on there? How can people in the local area want everybody to show up? Where do they go? Well, I actually don't think we're live streaming it here, but um, we, we are definitely re- going to be recording it and using it for our purposes. But yes, if you go to christianpost.com slash events, you can see Unmasking Gender Ideology, Protecting Children and Confronting Transgenderism. Still time to get your tickets. 7 p.m. tonight here in Dallas at First Baptist Church. It's going to be in the Truett Chapel. 
We've got two great panels. It's going to be an extraordinary event. They were all part of our podcast series, um, Generation Indoctrination, Inside the Transgender Battle. We're very proud of that podcast series. Um, we are going to confront this issue head on. We must protect children and we must protect families. Um, that's that's In, just exposing what we're the do. exposing the gender exposing the gender exposing the gender lie is free. Also, correct? And people correct. download it's it. It's a free and downloadable ebook. Yes, free and downloadable ebook okay, at christianpost.com. Slash ebook slash gender hyphen lie. Is this seven p.m. Dallas time or seven p.m. Eastern Daylight time? Seven, Is it 7 p.m. Dallas? Dallas time. Yes, seven p.m. Dallas okay, time at fine. First Baptist Church. Okay. Yes. Okay, we'll get court, we'll get coordinated with you guys. Brandon Showalter, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Moms for Liberty's uh, uh, debutante ball today at two p.m. on Capitol Hill. Tiffany Justice. Will testify. Tina Deskovich, the other co-founder. Tina, what what is the opening statement about? Why is Tiffany up there? Why is Moms for Liberty in this? And as I've, you know, kind of given you guys a heads up, the Democrats are going to be full on taking shots because they see you, you, they see Moms for Liberty as a big problem, thwarting their efforts in controlling the education of our children's, ma'am. Yeah, Steve, we are excited that Tiffany has the opportunity today. The uh, the uh, Judiciary Committee is meeting, obviously. They have done an investigation and released a report this week. Where what, what, and what the report has shown is that local law enforcement across the country said there was no need for the federal government to take these egregious actions of, uh, you know, the threat tag that they uh, sent through the DOJ and down to the FBI to attach that threat tag to parents that were showing up at school board meetings with legitimate concerns over the last couple of years. As you know, the FBI has contacted parents across the country after speaking at school board meetings, some of our own moms that has happened to. Uh, so Tiffany is going up there to, to let our side of the story be, be known and heard. And that'll be 2 p.m., correct? Is uh, Roughly the committee starts then and she'll be sometime uh, after 2 yeah, she gets to speak for five minutes with her statement, uh, and then it's open to questions, like you said. And so uh, she'll have to take questions from both sides of the aisle. Uh, but, you know, Tiffany is strong. Uh, we've been in this fight for a long time. We're both former school board members. And, you know, Steve, we both had to sit and listen. You know, after like Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, for example, I sat through 12-hour board meetings where parents came and, and we had to sit and we had to listen because that's your job. Uh, and so, you know, we've been through tough things. Uh, we've been attacked viciously for two years, and she is prepared and ready to take any of it head on today. The one thing I'm quite comfortable with is that the moms for liberty are fighters. <laughs> you can, you can, uh, you can, uh, you can punch back. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Tina, what's your social media, your coordinates, and how do people get to moms for liberty? Yeah, I hope they'll check out our social media. We'll be streaming uh, today at 2 p.m. the whole hearing, uh, Tiffany's portion and the entire thing. It's all Moms Number 4 Liberty on Twitter, on Facebook, on Rumble, on YouTube. You can find us uh, Instagram, all of the places. Uh, I see on the screen right now you have our Joyful Warriors podcast, which Tiffany hosts. Uh, there's some great episodes we've been releasing from CPAC. So check us out. Please click the button, join the fight. Uh, we, uh, we're growing this movement. As you know, over two years, we've gotten to two. 275 chapters, and I'm proud to say as of yesterday, we're in 45 states. We just brought on Alaska. Fabulous. Uh, we're going to have it up, uh, too, so for Mo and uh, Zer Jane Zirkel and Grace will be doing that. Thank you very much. Uh, Tina, look forward to the testimony today, too. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate you. 
the, the school board effort to take back the school boards, take back the administrators, change out the teachers, all tip of the spear for the parents. Nothing could be more important. Okay, Caroline Wren. Caroline Wren joins us. Caroline, we haven't had you on in a while. You've been noticeably silent on War Room, not silent anywhere else, I just duly note. Um, but uh, tell us about what happened. Was it a defeat? The Associated Press, everybody goes, all it carries lakes, all the headlines is everything thrown out except for one thing. Then you see the one thing, and it's a massive thing. So was this a victory, a defeat? What? Give us a status report, a sit-rep, and then where do we go from here? Well, I would say it's the best result from any court on election day, like election integrity uh, that that we've seen. So but that is a little bit like being the tallest midget at this point, um, because we've seen the courts reject these cases since 2020 and now 2022. But but we are excited about the thing that they did decide to hear. I mean, it is big and the fake news is always going to try and downplay anything in relation to Carrie Lake. But you cannot downplay Carrie Lake and her team getting the chance to look at these ballots and check the signatures. I mean, signature verification, we always said this, was the smoking gun in our case. And every judge, though, took the defendant's argument hook, line, and sinker to avoid having to actually peel back the curtain on signature verification. And we were astonished when the trial court refused to consider it. And and clearly the Supreme Court disagreed. And so that is a big deal. And we had three whistleblowers who were intimately involved in the signature verification department in Maricopa County. And these folks said that they were rejecting tens of thousands of signatures up to the tune of, I think, 130,000 ballots. And that someone was sending them through anyway. And it said one of the higher ups there. And the lower courts refused to hear this. And so now the Supreme Court is saying, no, 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 we, you do need to hear it. And that is very, very big. There's still some process things that need to come out that we need to see what they're going to allow us in discovery and things like that. But, but we are very excited that we are going to be able to once again put people on notice and expose the fraud that happened in Arizona. The, the, correct me if I'm wrong, but artificial intelligence comes in this by, by – Arizona statute in the, the in the procedures manual, you have to do this. Humans have to look at this and verify the signatures, correct? And then they use artificial intelligence just to do on some of these a quick scan. Am, am I correct in remembering it was it, one, that was one of the issues? Yeah, I mean, the, the Arizona election statute is irrelevant. Katie Hobbs never even read it. That, that was part of the argument that they made was that, oh, you know, they're just bringing up small process crimes and it's like these are not pro- these are the processes that you guys laid out that you are not following and you don't get to pick and choose the processes that work for you and like help to elect the people you want and there's also a lot of questions as to the humans that were checking the signature verification are they republicans and democrats and these are things again that the court would not even allow us to bring forward and the supreme court is now saying no you can and even thinking back during the Arizona audit like they fought tooth and nail to hide these envelopes because they knew that they would not stand up to any scrutiny and we've seen some examples of these signatures, Steve, and it's it's chicken scratch. It's illegible scrawls, and it's absurd, and they've been passing them through at a margin that is absolutely more than the margin of victory in this election. And think about right now, it's I think it's, you know, with Kerry, 16,000 votes, 17,000 votes separating, and Abe Hominay is less than 300. And so this is a massive, massive deal, and it's it's important. And Maricopa County does does not care about process. And they described the way they described this process was patently absurd anyway. Their timeline was off. If they actually would have gone through and done signature verification, it would have required them to verify signature every eight seconds. And that would have been with people working overtime. It's humanly impossible to do. So but Maricopa County is lying about this. They're lying about everything in regard to signature verification and they've been lying about it since twenty twenty. And we're gonna have our day in court on it. Caroline 
Carolyn, hang on. We're, because if people remember in this fight, one thing the Maricopa County officials went more than nuts on was not to get the signature verification into the discussion. They fought it tooth and nail. Short break. Caroline Ren, we got Joe Allen still with us. All next in the world. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. Americans have had it. They're done supporting companies that rake in hundreds of millions, sometimes billions of dollars, while trashing the country that made their success possible. Until recently, we had to take it. But companies like Patriot Mobile are building a whole new economy, one which embraces the values that made America the greatest country on earth. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you can get the best possible service in your area. Plus, they offer a coverage guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to a different network for free without changing carriers. All this, plus the knowledge that you are supporting free speech, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them right now at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. Remember, stop giving monies to companies that hate you. Support the Patriot Mobiles of the world. That's patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, uh, if you have Getter, you can see you know all the coverage we do, all the additional coverage we do, all the additional shows we do, and of course my nonstop posting and all the contributors. So it's a great information tool for you it's a weapon make sure you use it it's totally free if i can use it and i'm an idiot in this stuff and actually post my own things with very little help uh or no help uh you will be able to also mypillow.com promo code war room you can tell today i got like two hours of sleep last night but i wouldn't even be able to do the show if it was not for the products of my pillow that those great pillows my the 2.0s are unbelievable course all the other products go to mypillow.com promo code war room right there on the square you get the buy one get one freeze you got the big inventory clearance of sales you got it all and if you want to be energized even with very little sleep use the products of my pillow go check it out today uh so caroline i just want to go back and reemphasize there was nothing and for, particularly for the audience maybe didn't follow it as closely as, as uh, the Arizona race, uh, which was vitally important and super important for 2024. We've got to win Arizona. These people went nuts. This is where they try to throw you and Carrie into jail, right? Wasn't it? The, the, they're trying to come out. I mean, they are so petrified on the scam of the, of the mail-in ballots and the, and, the, and the signatures that are not related to the, who, whoever filled out the ballot 
or not, or I should say, not related to the person that's registered to vote, Caroline Wren. Oh, yeah. I mean, after the whistleblowers from the signature verification process in Maricopa County came forward saying they were pressured to approve bad signatures, uh, a deposition was put out for the assistant elections director, I think, Sela Neighbor. And then the attorneys were informed that she was no longer employed by Maricopa County and that all efforts to track her down have been unsuccessful. Like, that's beyond suspicious. And then don't forget, Steve, it was the issue of signature verification that led to cartel lawyer in the Secretary of State's office, Adrian Fontes, to refer Carrie Lake to Chris Mays, the illegitimate attorney general, for prosecution. Like, because Carrie tweeted out, if you remember, a few different pictures of signatures not matching, and they referred her for criminal. She currently is being referred for criminal prosecution for doing that. And her Twitter account shared a publicly available information, information that had been live streamed and submitted into the public record at the Arizona State Senate. And Fontes, Adrian Fontes, wants her thrown in jail for that. And you know why that was or is? It's because Fontes was the Maricopa County recorder for 2018 and 2020. He knows exactly what the signature verification process looks like, and he's terrified that the rest of us are going to find out. And now, because of this ruling, we will. Walk us through the timing of this. What, what, what is, how, what's the course? Of, what's the critical path here? We don't know. The court did not say if it, because the it was in the past filings, it says this needs to be expedited, and that was not clear. So we're gonna have to wait for further details to come out. Right now, obviously, our attorneys are looking through everything. They're they're we're disappointed that we're not going to get to hear on the merits of the other things. Although we you know we do feel like we laid out an excellent case at the trial court level. A lot of people were watching that, and so we're putting all these people on notice. But this is why it is so important that Carrie Lake fights when others won't be willing to. Every single thing matters. Bringing these signature verifications back to the trial court, that could be the difference for the Republican nominee in 2024 and cleaning up these processes. And it takes fighters like Carrie Lake and the Republican Party needs to wake up and fight. I was thinking this morning about there's a Wisconsin Supreme Court race happening right now that we're not really paying attention to. The Democrats are dumping millions, hundreds of millions of dollars into this race. And like these these seats matter. This These positions matter. This is how they're taking our country from us. And we got to wake up and we have to play the game and fight fire with fire that the Democrats are playing. And Carrie Lake is the biggest fighter we have. The most important, yeah. The most important election in uh, in 2023 is Wisconsin on the 4 April. I think yeah. we're going to try to get Scott Pressler on, if not today, then this afternoon. We're covering this thing, and it is big league important. Uh, and right now it's a dogfight up there. The, the Democrats put tons of money. Caroline, yeah. it's important enough you decamped. You've decamped from Mar-a-Lago, and you're on the you're on scene commander out in Arizona. We thank you for that. Um, and, and remember, Caroline wanted to t- wanted to wanted to take down her many appearances on Worm because she said she was getting too much fan mail. So hopefully, we we'll <laughs> kick it back up again. What's your social What's your social media, Caroline? It's at Caroline Wren on Twitter, Gitter, Truth, anywhere. And then, if you want to read more about our case, go to SaveArizonaFund.com. Caroline Wren, thank you. Honored to have you on here. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you. Carrie Lake uh, fights on. By the way, prayers for Carrie Lake's sister. She's had a quite serious medical problem. It's one of the reasons Carrie is uh, all over helping her sister today. Uh, really want her pray- prayers to go out for her uh, sister's uh, health. Sister's a great person um, out there in Arizona with us. So make sure you have prayers for Carrie's uh, sister. Um, Joe Allen, uh, b- b- remember that the, they tried to use the AI in this in the Arizona thing. They didn't want to get. They didn't. They could not meet the requirements of having humans do it right and and see another situation AI. but i want to go back we got a couple of minutes here brandon showalter is uh is this gender assignment is that the on-ramp to transhumanism sir 
You know, when Showalter was talking about Martine Rothblatt, uh, it's really, really important. I think if the audience looks into Rothblatt, I've written a bit about Rothblatt. That is a, a flashpoint for where transgenderism and transhumanism connect. But there's really a couple of different strains, though. You have a sort of heteronormative transhumanism that wants to become as, you know, digitally and uh, hormonally masculine for men and, and the same femininity for women. Uh, there's, there's a wide variety, but there's absolutely that strain that sees a direct connection between their transgender sort of product uh, projects and the, the future of transhumanism. I think, too, Steve, just the, the idea that technology can be used to fundamentally alter a human being, without a doubt, transgenderism is a sort of uh, a test phase for that, because you see not only adults doing this, you see first the culture change and the culture change among the young. And then after that, you get this widespread yeah. transformation that is facilitated by the biomedical establishment. And it, when you come to a point where people are uncomfortable with it or furious about it or disgusted with the whole process, then suddenly those people who are uncomfortable are shoved to the side and, and made to, to be seen as villains when they, in fact, are the only heroes. Joe, give us uh, your uh, your coordinates, brother. That's jobot.xyz, warroom.org, under the transhumanism tab, and Gitter and Twitter, at J-O-E-B-O-T-X-Y-Z. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you, brother. Great. Great hour. Okay, 90 seconds. Cortez, the economy, and you, all next. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. 
That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.